Thank you for tuning into Stepping Stones of Faith. Stepping Stones of Faith is a ministry of Claytonville United Brethren Church. Our service times are as follows. Sunday morning Sunday school starts at 9.30 a.m. Sunday morning worship starts at 10.30 a.m. If you would like to join us for any of these services, our address is 106 Elizabeth Street, Claytonville, Illinois, 60926. We hope to see you this morning. One more verse, and then I'll let you have it, okay, Pastor Josh? Right. And return to Philippians 3, verse 20. I know I got on a little bit of a preaching process here, but please, people, stick with me. It's it, it's worth it. Um, Philippians 3, verse 20 says, For our citizenship is in heaven. I just spoke to you about this before. From which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. There's a time that Jesus Christ is coming back to earth, his second coming, and he is going to uh, rule and reign on earth for a thousand years. So this tells me that into our citizenship isn't just found. My citizenship isn't just found in America. I'm in South Africa now. You know, just another example, I'm in South Africa. I have no voting privileges here. Nothing like that. I can't vote on anything here, but I can vote, you know, in, at home. I can, I can do that. But here's the thing. Really what counts is my citizenship in heaven. You know, that's what really, really counts is my citizenship in heaven. And for God to, when we get there, when we get to heaven and for God to say, well done, good and faithful servant, you know, not that I could earn citizenship in heaven. None of us can, Pastor Josh. I know you know that. But I'm telling you, because Christ died for our sins and he rose again and he's coming back again, we can understand that we have citizenship in heaven because we are bought with the blood of the Lamb. Go ahead. One of the things you brought out, which I which I, I think is important about being an ambassador, is an ambassador like mm. we had said before. An ambassador is a representative of their of their native land, and we're we're representative of heaven of Jesus Christ, and we are called to be a loving people. Mm. We're called to love, and if you look at if you look at what Jesus Christ represents, Jesus Christ represents love. He represents. Um, Basically, his core value, if, if you look at this as a, as a science thing, you know, you have atoms that have nucleuses and electrons and protons, and the nucleus is where it all starts. The nucleus is the thing that, that fuels the rest of it. God's fueling thing is love, and everything else flows out of that love. And if we're not, if we're not a true ambassador of our native land, mm -hmm. um, we we're not going to show love. We're not going to be loving. One mm. of the things that you said today being election day, one of the things a lot of Christians say, and I, and I've heard them say it and, and they're Christians and, and they say things like, how can you be a Christian and be a Democrat? Mm. How can you be a Christian and be anything? You, you are a Christian. You, you do that, which God, it doesn't matter what political party you align with. Mm -hmm. There are issues in in political parties that not everyone's going to agree on. We're going political here. And I apologize, folks, this is not a political thing, not meant to be a political thing. But there are 
there are things that we're not going to agree on. No one's going to agree on everything. If if Christians agreed on everything, there would be no there. It would be a very boring Christian walk <laughs> because you know it would be like um, you know the I I think about and this is an obscure reference, but I think about the Wizard of Oz. You know, and at the end when they're, when they're going into the witch's castle and all those soldiers were oh yo yo you know those thing those guys were in agreement on one thing. They were going to serve the queen, whatever, good or bad. They were going to do it. They had they had no not their own opinion. They had to do what was told. They were told, if we didn't have our own opinions, it'd be a very boring Christian walk. Yes, there are Christian Democrats, and yes, there are Christian Republicans, and yes, there are Christian Independents. It doesn't matter what you Christian whether they're independent Christian or in 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 independent Republican or Democrat. They're Christians first. And they will, and they do do things. I'm sure they do. I can't answer for anybody's anybody's um, mm -hmm. relationship with God, but I'm sure they're they're talking to God. And if they're not, that's between them and God. But I can't judge somebody else's relationship based upon, you know, solely on my reaction to what I see. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, and, you know, it is so important to understand that if we're not showing love, yes, we disagree, but we're also called to love one another as Christ loved us. And we're mm -hmm. to love deeply and from the heart, second, second Peter, we're to, we're to do those things. We're called to love regardless of political affiliation, regardless of whatever mm -hmm. the Christians are to love. We are ambassadors for Christ. We are representatives of our native home, which is heaven. And that is filled with love. There shall be no sin pass over there. What does sin bring about? Hate, strife, uh, all the, and all the like, right? What does Christ bring? A true love, a true peace, a true, a true comfort, a true mercy. All these things. That's what heaven's going to be like. And therefore, we're to represent mm -hmm. with those kinds of attitudes, regardless of of what day it is, political affiliation, even, even, uh, I'm going to say this sexual orientation, even, even, uh, anything like that. We might disagree with political parties, sexual orientation, um, and all these things. We might disagree and wholeheartedly disagree. And I think as Christians, we should live the Bible. We should have a disagreement with things like sexual attraction same-sex affiliation we should have a disagreement with things like that because we're christians but in the same way in the same understanding we need to be loving that drives me crazy when when somebody when somebody says well and i'm getting i'm preaching i'm getting off here and and i'm sorry but but when it drives me crazy when somebody says, well, they have a, they have a same-sex attraction, therefore we need to shun them. Did Christ shun the tax collector? Did Christ shun the prostitutes? No. No, he loved them. And guess what happened? What happened? They turned their life around. Matthew was a disciple, an apostle. Guess what he was? He was a tax collector and a sinner. 
Sin is sin. Mm -hmm. Sin is sin. Doesn't matter what it is, it's still sin. Lying is a sin. Homosexuality is a sin. They're all sin. Lying, you know what it says about lying? And I'm getting way off here. But you know what it says about lying? That there is a special place in hell for liars. Did you know that? I know you know, Shannon. But there's a special place in hell for liars. And so I've told lies. Shannon mm -hmm. probably told lies. We've lied. There's a special place in hell for us if we don't repent. It's all sin. It's all mm -hmm. sin. Homosexuality, sin. Lying, sin. Marital sex, sin. Uh, you know, all of that stuff, sinful, sinful. And we need, but, but we still need to convey that in love. And I hope I'm conveying that in love for today. So, but but we're we're ambassadors. I say all of that to say that we're ambassadors for Christ. We need to be sharing the love. We need to be honest and we need to be forthcoming, but we need to do it in love. We need to we need to walk from the scripture, talk from the scripture, and do it in love. Yeah, when we when we have disagreement, it's okay to have conflict. You're gonna have conflict, but you need to do it in such a way that it gives glory to God. Mm -hmm. There is a way to have conflict and give glory to God. You know, there's just you don't have to do it in a in a hateful manner because that's the way of the world. Mm -hmm. We need to like like what I talked about before. We need to do it as ambassadors of Christ. I'm gonna go ahead and move on to verse 20, brother. Is that all right? That's all right. Yeah. Okay. Verse 20 says, "My soul breaks with longing for your judgments at all times. You rebuke the proud, the cursed, who stray from your commandments." Verse 20, it says, the psalmist has such a longing for the righteous judgments of God that his heart is breaking within him. The actual psalm is that his heart's breaking within him because he sees so much evil around this world. As the psalmist looks around at all the unrighteousness in the world, he, uh, excuse me, he, his heart uh, can't, can't help but cry out for God's righteousness. Because there's so much unrighteousness in the world. And he obviously knows what the righteousness of God is. It's his law. It is spoke to them in the Old Testament. You know, he's writing from an Old Testament perspective, right? So he's he already knows the law. He knows what things shouldn't be broken, okay? So I, I want you to understand when he's writing, he is writing from a perspective of the Old Testament, not the perspective that we can see from now as a New Testament church. So just keep that in your mind that he knows that there are righteous ways and there are, there are unrighteous ways. And there still are, but um, uh, they're not as spelled out then as they are today. As, in today uh, as is today that we can use these verses to pray for God's second coming quickly. I talked about this a little bit earlier. We need to pray for God's second coming quickly because our hearts, a lot of people do. You'll hear a bunch of people saying, I just can't wait for Jesus to come back. Now, I'm sometimes on the other side of that. I want him to come back. Don't get me wrong, folks. But I want to take as many people to heaven with me as I possibly can. So whenever his day is to come back, that's his day to come back. And no one's going to change that. You know, no one knows the day or the hour. Um, but that he would judge the world for uh, not following because of his commands. So Jesus will, Jesus will make a righteous judgment. 
upon upon the the righteous and the unrighteous. And uh, so we need to keep that in our minds, even now in a New Testament church, that there are unrighteous ways to live and there are righteous ways to live. And this word will give you those ways. But I see the psalmist just pretty much crying out. I see so much unrighteousness in the world. You know, not he's not throwing stones at anybody here at all. He's just saying, I see it all around me. Sometimes I would say that, uh, I would venture to say that he sees some of that unrighteousness in himself. Lord, come and, and judge us for that. In other words, uh, help us uh, be guided by your word and things like that. So we may live a righteous life and not this unrighteous life. I, I, I feel like he's saying, convict me, Holy Spirit. That's what I sense. Convict me, Holy Spirit, to live a righteous life. And the only way we can find out what that really is, how it's an unrighteous life or a righteous life, is by getting into the Word of God. That's what's going to give us our, our, our heading, our direction that we need to go for a righteous life. Go ahead, brother. And I see, I, like you said, I see, I see 21, 20 and 21 as a, yeah. war, as a warning scripture for the, yes. believer, for the believer. We can... Yes. We can walk away. I I dealt with this in a in a in a sun in sir on our in our sermon on Sunday. We can walk away. There is no precedent in Scripture that says anything about unconditional eternal security. We see that in the prodigal son story. We see that in in the in the Proverbs. We see that in the Psalms. We see that everywhere. So the psalmist here is saying, "Be careful. Be you know be on your guard. Don't walk away." He he turns his heart from the rebu he, re he 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 rebukes the arrogant in spirit. We can become arrogant, and in the ways we talk, I talked about for at length a few minutes ago. We can get arrogant in those things. Mm -hmm. Walk away from God in our own arrogance, and so it's important to to be on your guard, to be guarded, to make sure you're doing that which God wants you to do, and be blessed in Him. And sh and show the love of God to other people. Verse um, twenty-two. I think we're on twenty-two. Is that correct, sir? Yes, sir. Twenty-two. Take insult and contempt away from me, for I have mm -hmm. kept your decrees. So he's saying, just he's saying, I've he's pleading with God again for a right spirit and for a right relationship. That is something that we need to do on a regular basis, on a daily basis, maybe mm. something on a moment basis. Yeah, one of the things that I find myself uh, praying to God a lot of times is when I'm doing, when I have to go to the store. I used to like going to the store to be able to converse and to, and to have my, when, when the kids were really small and my, mm -hmm. wife, my wife worked and I was a stay-at-home dad, I, I still am a stay-at-home dad, but they're, I can have good conversations with them now. But when they were really mm -hmm. small, I yearned and I longed for adult conversation because it was just, I needed that. And so I would go to the store and I would, that, that's how I got my socialization was in the store. I hate going to the store now because of all the things going on with COVID and everything else. And so when I get, have to go to the store. I get anxious, I get angry, I get upset, not not blatantly upset, but inside of myself it's it's not it's no longer enjoyable. And so 
when we, when I think about those things, I, I have to repent because I have to think about him, even though I'm not saying anything, even though I'm not um, voicing any words, body language and action says a lot. Speaks volumes. And so we have to then repent of those things because people can get a wrong perspective of who Christ is and what a relationship mm -hmm. with God is based upon our actions. They could say, well, that person's doing it, so it must be okay. That's what Christians do. So I'll go ahead and keep doing what I'm doing and no change happens. Or they can mm -hmm. say, well, I don't want to be a part of the of, a, of being a Christian if that's what a Christian looks like and that's what a Christian does. Mm -hmm. And so those things happen, but we have to be re a person of repentance and repent. That's true. On a regular basis. And so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go ahead. And so the the whole thing here um, with that, he's saying, take insult and contempt away from me for I've kept your decrees. God has he's keeping his keeping his decrees, God's decrees. And he wants, he's yearning for that close relationship. And we need yes. to the same close relationship with God. Yeah, I, right. I believe that verses 22 and 23 are, I'm going to go ahead and read them from the New King James. They say, remove from me reproach and contempt. I'm going to give you the uh, dictionary definition of those two words, reproach and contempt here in just a second. For I have kept your testimonies. Verse 23 says, Princes also sit and speak against me. This, this goes along with this, uh, this 22nd verse. But your servant meditates on your statutes. Uh, verse 22 and 23, reproach and contempt are very strong words. They're very, very, very strong words. Uh, reproach means to be, to be a cause of blame or discredit to no one wants to be the cause of blame, and no one wants to be discredited. I can't imagine anyone in this world that would say, "I don't." that's what I want for my life. I just, I just really can't. And then contempt, the state of being despised, dishonored, or disgraced. Another word that I can tell you that I would never want to be known as a disgraceful person, a dishonored person, or I don't want, I don't want to be a despised person. I love people. I'm a people person. So if people start pushing me away, that's really going to do something to my psyche because I need to be to be able to be around pe people, excuse me, and talk to people. What I see here is the psalmist is asking God to remove these evil things that people, he's talking about princes and high places are saying about him. There's some people out there that are actually in higher places that are saying about him. His desire to see this reproach and contempt taken away from his life so shows us just how human the psalmist is. He knows these things are being spoken over him, and he doesn't like it, and none of the rest of us would, would either. Um, none of us would ever want to be discredited or blamed for things that we have never done. There are so many lies. You said it earlier. There's a special place for liars. If people are lying about someone else to discredit discredit them or dishonor them, you are you're just doing wrong. Don't be name blaming and put you know pointing your finger at people. Always remember when you got one pointing at you, you got four pointing back at you. So when you're pointing a finger at someone, you got four more of them pointing back at you. Be very careful. 
Do not, I don't care how mad you are. I don't care if it's your enemy. We've talked about this a lot today for some reason. I think some people must be needing to hear this or we need to hear this. Um, don't be pointing the finger at people. They're going to have their own thoughts no matter what you try to tell them. They're still going to have their own thinking. You, you know, that, that's, just, that's just life. Like I said, none of us want to be discredited or blamed for things that we have never done. We also don't want to be despised by others around us. I don't want it to be despised. I don't want someone to look at me and just shake their head and go, I can't believe what that person's saying. They're a liar. I don't want that in my life. And I don't think anyone else listening to this podcast would want that either. Disgrace and dishonor are hard things to hear. They really are. If I'm if someone is disgracing me or if someone is dishonoring me, it's very hard for me to hear that. If someone wants to put me down, but I must listen to it. If someone wants to do that, I mean, I have to, I have to do the right thing and give him that cheek. You know, that's what the New Testament tells me to do. You know, what I mean, I'm not saying I'm not going to bring across where I think I'm at with all that. I'm just saying I don't need to, I don't need to be the same to them and be of reproach or be of, of, of contempt and do the same thing to them. That is not living a life of an ambassador of Christ. Um, uh, all the psalmist wants is to keep the Lord's testimony or his word. In other words, I see all these things happening around me. I see all these people talking bad about me. But one thing I want to keep, Lord, please help me keep your statues. Please help me keep your your testimonies in my heart and and my word on my on your word on my lips. So I don't act like these other folks that are you know speaking bad against me. You know I think Jeremiah the prophet probably went through this a lot. You know even the, a lot of the prophet, but I see it in Jeremiah's ministry uh, a lot that he actually was talked down on many many times. Even some of the words that he had written to give to the king. The king just had him, as it was being read, would have him throw it in the fire and burn it because he was, you know, he felt like he didn't have to listen to Jeremiah. And it was the word of the Lord. So mm -hmm. I'm sure he felt like he was under contempt or he was, uh, 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 the, 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 the things were going on in him, that there was a blame or a, a discredit to his ministry for that. But he didn't, um, he didn't sit there and talk bad about that king in that way. He just wrote another letter like God told him to. You know what I mean? So we need to keep on keeping on and stick to what God has us to do. There are going to be people out there that are going to try to discredit us as believers. Trust me, if any believers listening to us right now, you're going to get discredited. I don't care if it's someone at work. You, they could be saying they're your friend, and if they're talking to someone else and that other person isn't a Christian, you could be discredited right then and there. But don't stay in that place. No. That's not the place where God wants you to be. So uh, with that, do you want me to read verse 24? Or did you have something to say? brother? I've got, I've got something to say. We've been talking about, you know, being being loving, being right, being right before God and showing love. Here's what happens when um, you're not. It says you boast you, you who boast in the law. Do you dishonor God through through breaking the law? As it is written, the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles. Because of you, mm. Romans 2, 24, 23 and 25. Mm -hmm. And and I think that's what, you know, we, what we've been talking about today, this kind of went in a direction that I think God wanted to go in. But I think it's important that we remember that 
our attitudes, our actions, how we convey Jesus Christ is important. If we don't do it correctly, that will be your epitaph in heaven. The name of God was blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you, not because of anything else. Not because, not because you can't blame anyone, anything else. You can't say, well, it was because of this. Nope, it was because of you. And, and it's important to understand that. And so er, er, everything we've talked to up to this point, get that, remember that into your heart. The, the thought that when you get to heaven and God says no one was positively affected by you. No one was saved. No one was changed because you were a blasphemer in your actions. That's that's a horrible place to be in. And that's something that we have to put in the back of our mind, in the front of our mind. That's true. Our action, yeah. our thing. So um, go ahead and read verse uh, 24 there. Sure. This is uh this verse just kind of tops it all off, and I, I just love how it's written. Uh, it says, verse 24 is in the New King James says, Your testimonies are your word or your law, also are my delight, and they are my counselors. Oh man, is it ever? I love how these ends on this good note. You know, he's been through some things in this in this uh this seven or eight verses. Some of it's like, you know, I know people have been talking bad about me and things like that. But yet, your testimonies, uh, your testimony also are my delight and they are my counselors. I love the last verse in this section. Your testimonies also are my delight and my counselors. We must see the word of God as our counselor, as something that speaks into our heart, like just sitting across the the table from someone that you need to really talk to like a real counselor, but we need to see the word of God as that counselor. You know, it sits across from me. My word's sitting right in front of me. So it's across from me. So it's my counselor. It really, really is. We must see the word of God. Like I said, as our counselor, getting counsel on the word of God from the author, author of this word is a need. If you are looking for answers to problems in the world, his word will give you or give you the clearest direction that you could ask for. Every time he will speak to you through this word and it, it will counsel you and you must delight in it. We not we do not need to look at the word of God and just shove it off like you've talked, like it's some other book. This is life-giving material, man. This stuff, you know, we need to see his law and his testimonies as a delight and we need to understand them and we need to get that uh, illumination from from the holy spirit as it counsels us as we go through this life and i think it's important too what to to take to take it and and do this with it that i do it's um you don't have to do it this way but this is how i this little picture into my devotional life when i read a section of scripture the importance for me is to Ask God to show me if this is who I am in, in regards to something that is detrimental to a spiritual walk. Am I, am I showing, am I conveying this? Am I showing you as a, as a, as different than, than um, you should be in scripture. And, and if you are, if I am, then I have to repent and I have to go before God. And I have to ask God to forgive me. And 
you know, we, 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 we talked about showing love. We talked about being right before God. We talked about being ambassadors for heaven. We have to have this counsel of the word that when we ask God, like when it, like it's like when it talked about, you know, uh, you repeat the arrogance in verse, in verse 21, that would, that would pose a question in me personally, if I read that in my own devotional time, God, am I arrogant? God, mm-hmm. am I a person who, who is arrogant to other people? Mm-hmm. Am, I, am I not conveying you in the proper place? And yeah. that would, that for me would cause a question and I would have to talk to God about it. And if God showed me, yeah, you need to change that. Or yeah, you need to stop doing that. Then I have to stop doing it. And I have to change it. So being a counselor, that's kind of what it is. That that's you know you go you go to counseling. That's what they kind of do. They they kind of help you to see the things in your life that are good and the things that need to change and things that you can do to 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 be better. The, the word of God is the same way, and mm-hmm. we have to look at it that way and be very. Mm-hmm be very um i kind of use mine as kind of a counseling session a little bit you know god be god be my counselor let your word be mm. help me to be better for, t- for today than i was yesterday you know mm-hmm. kinds of things and i and i and i think if we mm-hmm. look at it that way and we approach god that way then that will be the best way to approach it in my opinion Amen. my opinion Amen. so with that, Amen. do you have anything you want to add before we close, Mr. Shannon? No, sir. This has been a wonderful time, brother. Yes. Yes, it has. We've well, been listening to Walk Through the Psalms. I'm Pastor Josh with Shannon Bale. I'm going to close with a word of prayer. But first, I want to leave you with a blessing. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May he turn his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Amen. Lord, we thank you today, Lord, for this time in your word. We thank you, Father, for your blessing. We thank you, Lord, for the grace of your word. Help us to understand it. Those that are listening now or those that will be listening in the future, Father, I pray that their hearts would be opened, their eyes would be opened, their minds would be clear to receive what you have. Father, help us, Shannon and I also, our eyes to be open, our hearts to be open and our minds to be clear into what you have for us in this scripture, for us as individuals. Lord, bless us today. Minister to us. Give us, Lord, uh, a, a day of being in your presence. And Lord, we thank you for that. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Amen. Well, I'm Pastor Josh. Thank you so much for being here with us. God bless you. And we shall see you next time. Lord, Lord, Lord bless you. And bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Stepping Stones of Faith. I pray that you find value in this content. You can also find an audio podcast of this program on all the major podcasting platforms. Just type Stepping Stones of Faith into the podcast search bar. Once again, I'm Pastor Josh. Thank you for joining me today.